0: Are you wanting to create a highly prosperous photography business doing what you love? Or maybe you have a great business already and want to up your game. Then you're in the right place. Master craftsman photographer Lucy Dumas and her guests are here to support you on your journey. Now here's your hostess and tour guide, Lucy. Develop a passion for learning. If you do, you will never cease to grow. And that's a quote by... Anthony J. DeAngelo, and I want to welcome you to a very special episode of The Profitable Photographer. I have a guest today that volunteered to be in the hot seat. So he's basically wanting to get support in his business. And uh, I want to share with you what it's like to be coached by me. And I'd love for you to stay tuned because I have a special offer for six photographers that might be ready to take their business to a much higher place and getting closer or getting all the way to your dreams. And so I'll announce that a little bit later. So you want to stay tuned for that. So my guest today is Donnie Cranus. Did I pronounce that right? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And he is, well, I'm going to let him introduce himself I'm pretending like we are just having our first initial phone call uh, where I ask some questions, get to know him a little bit, and then ask some deeper questions. So um, tell me a little about yourself, where you are, about your business.
1: Sure. First of all, thank you for having me, Lucy. Uh, This is super nerve-wracking, but super exciting at the same time.
0: So, hey, before, before you share... Um, I had asked Donnie why he listens regularly to my show and in case somebody is just tuning in, I'd love for you to kind of summarize that. So what is it about the profitable photographer that seems to, you know, get you listening on a weekly basis?
1: Yeah. A lot of times when I listen to other podcasts, specifically photography podcasts, I always feel like I'm left wanting more or, um, the host went over a certain subject, but then didn't really go in depth. Um, I just feel like I I didn't really gain much from it, but when I come to this, um, this, this podcast, I know what I'm going to get. I know that I'll leave feeling like I understand that specific subject better. And then I could Mm -hmm. almost apply it immediately to my own photography business.
0: That makes me super, super joyous because that's my goal. I'm, I'm a teacher at heart. I always have been, even though I'm also a photographer at heart. So, knowing that I get to kind of dig in with my own sort of private masterclass with amazing leaders in our industry. And I learn from each and every one. I learn, Tony, when I'm trying to figure out my solo episodes, mm-hmm. there's a learning curve there. So, yeah, thank you for sharing that. I just want to hear it again (laughs) 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 73 countries and 42,000 downloads so
1: um
0: yeah and and Donnie I started this because I just felt like with the digital revolution there were people just so hungry to um learn how to actually be profitable in the midst of a sea of people that are basically giving their work away. Some of it incredibly beautiful for very little money. So um, if that has supported you and that path, it, it makes me super happy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So tell me a little about, first of all, where are you and how long have you been in business?
1: Um, so I've been practicing photography for about I'd say like four years now. So I'm not, I definitely wouldn't call myself an expert, even anything, not, nothing remotely close to that. Business, even less so. I've been in business for almost a year now. Obviously, I, I before that, people have asked me just to shoot their, you know, kid's birthday or stuff, something like that. But I only started like telling people, hey, I'm a photographer, I'll, I'll do your event a year ago. I am definitely very new to this um, and have... A long, long way to go.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, when I look at your website, first of all, um, it's beautiful. And you shared that you are taking graphic art classes, as well as working on your photography. Is that right? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. So I'm in college for, for um, graphic design.
0: How do you think that's going to help you in your photography biz?
1: Um, so it already has, <laughs> clearly. Uh huh. It has helped me design my own logo and my website also understand a little bit of the like the strategy part of it like kind of who's my demographic w- what can I do to present that in my logo and my website mm-hmm. and I think m- moving forward as, as the more I learn about graphic design the more I'll understand people because graphic design is a lot about c- communicating certain things mm-hmm. um, and how to communicate and I'll, I'll, I'll also understand better how to tell um, stories you know like graphic design is about connecting with people expressing emotion and things like that. So I think photography in that way is very similar. You want your photographs to connect with the people who are viewing them mm-hmm. and you want them to tell you know, stories. So I think in, in, in that way, it also helped me.
0: Yeah, when I hear you say that, I'm thinking about how much design is involved in portraiture and in album layouts. Uh, if you've listened a lot, you've figured out that I was the editor of my yearbook in high school. And that was basically graphic design. I wasn't doing the photography, but I was doing the layouts and fonts mm-hmm. and copy and all of that. I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm astounded at how just the simplest curve of a letter communicates something. Yep. And do they explain that in, <laughs> in school? <laughs>
1: they, they do, yes. Um, it's funny you say that because you, um, you- always wonder if people notice these things, you know, like doesn't really matter what font I use, what people notice. But I think people don't know why they like certain things, feel a certain way about, about some things, but really it's, it's, it's that subconscious. Like like you said, like letters that are a little softer and less curvier, people will feel like they're friendlier. And what does that mean? It means just people like, I guess it's, it's a warmer. People don't feel as intimidated by them, if that makes sense. Um, and if they're a little sharper and uh, less curvier, then people feel like intimidated, like almost like a very corporate cold, um, type of thing. So, you know, people do feel these things. It's subconscious to a certain extent. Um, but, but in graphic design, you know, it's, especially when you're learning it, it's pointed out to you and and you're, you're trained to notice these things and and use them to your advantage.
0: Right. And fonts have fashion and style. I'm always, uh, I love old movies and looking at the fonts and the design of the, you know, just the, the name and the cast of characters and all of that. I always notice how I feel and how it's like, Oh, that was very thirties. Oh, that was very forties. Yep. So yeah. I didn't mean to segue there, but um, sure. <laughs> I think people find this really interesting and um, yeah. And there's like, some layouts communicate that this is a budget uh, business. And exactly. when they're doing it well, it's intentional. But some, you, one of the things that you wanted to possibly touch on is how we communicate our value and mm-hmm. um, or standing out, um, all of that. Everything that they touch or see or hear that has to do with us. The, we're communicating. Even if it's not true, like uh, some of the best photographers that have been very profitable over the decades that I've known, they haven't updated in 25 years. So yeah,
1: I've noticed that it's it's a lot of times like <laughs> I'll be curious, I'll Google photographers that that I um, like I admire, and I'll be like, "Gosh, this is a bad website."
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's probably probably they don't even need to bother with the website so that's why so they don't change it because they're already you know they're marketing in other ways but uh, yeah anyway okay so where do you live? you've been around uh, officially just a year but if y'all go to his website his work is beautiful so anyway <laughs> so where <laughs> where are you and
1: in- so I'm I'm currently living in the um, greater DC area. Um, specifically, Silver Spring. I am um, actually Jewish, and there's a big Jewish community here.
0: So, what's your specialty, or have you figured that out?
1: Um, I'd like to say I have. I, I like. I, I actually started out. I, I feel like like most people probably start off doing this just because it's the easiest and it's the most accessible, which is just landscape. And just like you're you're like walking outside and you know taking a picture of that same flower like a hundred times. Um, but then as I progressed, um, definitely portraiture and, and weddings has become my um, my go-to. That's definitely what I'm, I'm passionate about and what I uh, want to build my business on.
0: Great, great, great. Okay, so this is where I want to do some deep, deep dive for you. Are you ready? Let's do it. <laughs> okay. So if I could wave a realistic magic wand, and it's a year from now. And your business is solidly where you would dream it to be in a year. It's fairly realistic. So how do you show your work? How do you sell your work? Are you doing in-person sales? Is it a digital download? I was, I was afraid
1: of this question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing all the things wrong. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> and I, I
1: don't think it's it's because I don't believe in it or, or I don't um, don't want to do it. I just think when you're first starting out, like I'm do, I've been doing this for a year, everything seems very overwhelming. Yeah. So I just think I just, I want to definitely do the in-person sales and, and sell prints and albums. But I think I've been so overwhelmed by everything. I've just been trying to kind of bake focus on, on doing the basics very well.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, so, yeah, I, I've been doing, like I said, all the wrong things, like. Um, that's not wrong. Give, <laughs> giving um the, just the file downloads and, mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah.
0: So it sounds like you're open to in-person sales. Yeah. Uh, when you're a little less overwhelmed. Exactly. Yeah. So with weddings and bar mitzvahs, I assume you do more mm-hmm. bar mitzvahs. That's a fair guess. Yep. Uh, having packages that include digitals or the option of buying them or an add-on is is hard to n- not do. Like right. Uh, when in portraits, I highly recommend that those, because you have less images to wrangle with a portrait than you do a, an event, um, that you very quickly get into uh, where you're, even if right now you've got things where you're, um, they've already booked you for a price and certain digitals, that you show it live and you help them edit down to their favorites and create the opportunity to purchase. So, um, And even I had a little brainstorm um, that is one of those a year late head slap brainstorms, which is if we have to do Zoom sales sessions, having the clients mirror their computer with their television, Because 90% of all of our ideal clients are going to have big screen smart TVs. So at the least when when you're, you know, before you transition, if you first show the work either in person or a live Zoom call, you get feedback, you hear their response. The to me, that's the favorite part is that Mm -hmm. ooh and ah. And then also it helps you grow. Because you'll find the things that, that they love, 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 it, it teaches you something. Oh, you know, it, like people that do a lot of candids at weddings and hand off all the files without feedback would probably be a little surprised that if people were purchasing individual ones, the ones they make the most money on are where people are looking at the camera together and looking great Um, does that make sense yeah yeah so anyway of course I'd encourage you to get that transition as soon as possible so that then the recommendations you're building and the platform um, and leads and everything they're all going in the direction that that you want to go which is to actually I assume be profitable (laughs) and Great really great service Okay so now I'm back to the magic wand and tell me exactly so a year from now if everything was in place and you were bringing in uh, the income that you want on a monthly basis, tell me about your dream business a year from now. Sure
1: um, is it has to be realistic
0: <laughs> the the realistic part is, like I said, a million dollars and that you're traveling around the world, I don't know, selling photographs of flowers. It probably not super realistic. So right. somewhere in the stretch where it feels like, ah, I don't know how I'd get there, but that's where I want to be. Right. But, um, okay. Like that would make you like really happy, really proud of yourself, knowing that I've got this. It's all continuing to go uphill from here.
1: So I think more focus on my wedding photography
0: mm-hmm.
1: as opposed to uh, my family's. Maybe that's just because right now I'm not selling portraits, you know, like, like um prints and that's why uh, it's not obviously not as profitable.
0: Okay. I'm going to roll this back a sec. So I believe that there's some force and I don't know if it's our own wisdom and intelligence, if it's angels if it's vibrations if it's just coincidence i don't know what it is but when we have a really clear vision like i think of it like you and i are creating a snow globe that we can look in and see clearly what where you are a year from now and where you are you know if when i coach people we also then look at where you want to be three years and five years from now. I don't know where it is somewhere. I think it's in the Bible without a vision, the people perish. So what I'm inviting you to do is get a really clear vision with me starting the big picture. So income and where you want to do your work, what you're providing for clients, assuming that you get all the support and all the ideas and do all the work you need to, to get here. First of all, let's just start with money. So what kind of steady income on a monthly basis would you uh, be really excited to achieve a year from now, knowing that then it's just going to continue to get better?
1: Mm, I think 7,000.
0: Okay. Um, the other thing I believe is that whatever is this thing that's listening wants to know if you're talking about 7,000 teddy bears or, <laughs> <laughs> or what that's so 7,000 what
1: uh dollars
0: okay yeah so and the big picture for then the following year we'd be looking at about $80,000 in income for yes. yep 2022 okay wait okay so about 80,000 a year and is your dream to have your own space to go to them? Like, how are you going to meet with clients, do portraits, do sales, all that? What, what's your picture of that?
1: Um, I think definitely more environmental. So going to them.
0: Environmental for the, the portraits. So also for the sales and the consultations and the delivery, or do you want a space?
1: I never thought about that. Um that's why I'm here.
0: <laughs> okay. So do you want to have like a studio space, whether it's in your home or at another location?
1: Yeah, I'd love to have definitely a, a space in my home designated to meet with people and, and consult and things like okay. that. Sure.
0: So a year from now, would it be a dream in the realm of possibility that you find a space or you move to a new home or you find space in your home?
1: Find space in my home.
0: Okay. So a home-based studio. And do you want to have a setup with option of studio lighting or is this meeting with clients primarily? Um, yeah. Studio lighting as well. Okay. So a studio and a conference area, what would the decor be like? Like how would people feel? Do you have particular colors, anything in that realm Uh that you can picture?
1: Yeah, I'm definitely more on the, like, minimal side of things. So definitely a lot of, like, white, um, maybe, like, earthy colors, like some browns, maybe some chrome. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah. Maybe a plant.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I like that. And what kinds of portraits in this space? Because, of course, you probably guess I would... Suggest you have at least two or three large wall portraits. So, in that somewhere in the space where they can see, ooh, ah, yeah, it's great to have, you know, big, um, big images. So, what would you visualize for those?
1: Um, I, def, I don't know, uh, I'd say big, like panoramas of of my like brides and grooms, movie families in like these expansive, beautiful landscapes, mm-hmm. kind of focusing on the subject, but also on the environment that they're in as well. And just like a, a feeling of, of, I guess, luxury, but also like peaceful and like, and, and, and blissful.
0: Mm, I like that. And I can see that in your work. I'm really quite impressed by the way. Thank you. All right. So, so we've got the income. So tell me about you said that primarily serving uh, your spiritual community uh, and I'm sure that you wouldn't turn away a, a, a Methodist, right? No, not
1: at all. <laughs> it's just what, when, you, when, when you're in a community already, you already have those connections. So naturally, those are your first clients.
0: Right. And in my experience here in San Diego, <clears throat> if you get into the jewish community as someone that people liked there is a really strong what's the word if someone's planning a wedding they would ask their friends who they use and if they were happy with them they would definitely go to the top of the list
1: exactly there's a lot of just general trust and word of mouth involved
0: right that's the word i was looking for is word of mouth and a friend of mine uh judy oh i should get her on my show talking about bar mitzvahs um she realized she loves bar mitzvahs cuz she's she really loves kids but she loves that transitional mm-hmm. age and everyone thinks she's jewish because she's been to so many bar mitzvahs and <laughs> everyone knows her that she's just you know part of of the temple in her area you know she's been in there a bunch so yeah so that's an advantage that you have and i think a little teaching for people that are listening is think about communities that you naturally are a part of and so when I started I was a young woman in the you know trying to get my boyfriend to marry me I think (laughs) (laughs) and so I was naturally inclined to be to know people and to attract women that were in my same demographic so it just it it isn't necessary, but it can be a part of how to pick your niche is, um, one of my favorite quotes that I wrote down decades ago about how to be successful is to watch what your hand falls to naturally and do more of that. And so I think also watch, watch what seems easy, uh, as long as like in my, okay, I'm supposed to be listening to you. Um, (laughs) but like in my neighborhood it's never been my ideal client right but my demographic has my neighborhood as cute older community historic homes um, and the young families are more in like north county san diego anywho okay so (laughs) back to you so you're creating this picture of steady flow of clients like how many clients do you want how many do you have a thought of how many weddings you would like how many portraits in a in a month or a year can you tell me picture of that
1: yeah I, i i think um i'd be happy with maybe two weddings a week so um so like six to eight in a month and then I'd say maybe 10 like family portrait type sessions in a month.
0: Okay. So if you're doing that much, you're going to make a lot more than 7,000.
1: Oh, okay. Good to know. A month.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, are there lots of midweek weddings in Maryland? Um, are
1: there are just because I think they're just limited on the month of Sundays. There are, so I think a lot of couples are are forced to. Kind of get married. Because with with Jews, um, you can't get married Friday night. Right. Or, and Saturday night depends on the winter or summer, but it's not, it's not very common that people make weddings Saturday night. So the only weekend date is Sunday night. Right. Right. So that's why a lot of people are forced to push it midweek. Okay.
0: So in order to, to reach a 7,000 income overall, people keep 50 to 35% of the dollars they bring in. Mm -hmm. So if we work from the other direction where let's say uh, 15,000 in sales, say got your cost of running your business pretty low, then two weddings a month and four portrait sessions could easily reach $15,000. Can you picture that? Would you rather do it that way or are you really wanting to be kind of super budget <laughs> with 10 family 10 families and eight weddings
1: i think the problem here is i'm i'm having a hard time imagining that i can make that much off of right. two weddings i think yes. that's what i'm struggling here
0: yes so if if weddings are let's say 3000 and you have four family portraits so that's $6000 Four family portraits that are a thousand dollars each. Where am I now? That's ten thousand. Uh so add one more wedding in that three thousand, and we're just about there for your goal. Can you see potential in that?
1: I do. I, okay. I find it hard to believe that I can achieve it, but I definitely see potential.
0: Okay, so we're it's a year from now and that picture that that that's what you want, then everything will line up in place. Rather, even if you can't actually, like, I don't know how I would do that. Like setting the ground of where you want to be, then will start to help you make decisions mm-hmm. that will get you there. So let's just keep. Let's just pretend, you know, like if you're watching a movie, that sort of science fiction, you suspend suspend belief and you buy into that, right? Okay. So let's just set aside the how. Because the strongest way to get where you want to be is to really figure out where you want and where you need to be and what's realistic in terms of eight weddings and 10 families a month for only $7,000 income is a tremendous amount of work. So um, do you think you can you can kind of hold that space? Like, I don't know how I do it. I don't know if I could do it, um, but that's what I want. Are you with I'll, me on I'll, that? I'll put that on the side. I'll compartmentalize. Okay. So let's say that again, because I want this beautiful glowing crystal ball to have clarity on that. Okay. So in light of what I just shared, um, how many weddings per month and how many family sessions?
1: We said two weddings. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what I said about the portrait sessions. Did we say two also?
0: Um, So two or three weddings. Okay. And in that. Uh, somewhere between two and four thousand dollar range, which is pretty easily attainable, especially given that your work already has a standout quality to it, and then maybe four family sessions. Okay. So that'd be like, like every week you're working on a family session and a wedding, and then you get one one week off from the weddings. <laughs> okay. Um, so you have this lovely environment and what kind of clients uh, in terms of personality or a demographic or, you know, tell me, you know, we already have talked about uh, people within your community is where you're going to initially focus. With, um,
1: within the community, there's a very, very big range. Right. So um, there's the people that um, are living on a budget so they're, they're obviously using budget photographers and then there's people who are doing very well for themselves and hiring photographers that charge well over ten thousand dollars
0: right and why not you
1: um why not I, me?
0: don't answer that that's just a that's a statement oh, okay okay I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh like um, so why not, why not me and why not you you can okay so So, I'm assuming people that uh, can, that are fairly affluent and love photography and are willing to invest in photography and service and great memories. Uh, What kind of like personalities are the people you want to work with?
1: This is always confusing because when we say like demographic, do we mean people? Like the parents or the bride and groom?
0: So I, I find with weddings that it's a little mixed. A lot of my best weddings, the parents were paying. So, but, but my first question is about personalities. Okay. So like, who are the people that you love to be around that you would love to photograph regardless of their income people who are definitely have
1: high energy i guess they trustful like they trust you they're not constantly doubting what you're doing Mm -hmm. people that are looking to have fun Mm -hmm. um people that that the photography is very important to them and and instead of you having to like convince them everything and why they need this or need that, they they understand and they wanna be a part of whatever that is. Right,
0: yes. Um, one of my mentors, you've probably heard me mention in the podcast, Charles Lewis. Mm-hmm. And 30 years ago, when he was doing his northern North American tour to convince us all to sell wall portraits, he talked about that we want to work for warm fuzzies and not cold pricklies. <laughs> and i love um i love that you also threw in trustful because i've come to learn that in all levels i want to hang out with people that assume the best and exactly give us the benefit of the doubt and in the you're going to have more fun doing uh a handful of weddings and a handful of portraits per month for people who are investing well, partly because for some reason when people invest well, they respect us more. Right. And they're easier to work with. And I used to think it was like, Oh, these type of people. But then I thought about if I hired a handyman to do something and he was charging what i thought was below market value i would watch his every move because i would assume that maybe he's not as skilled
1: right so you so said this with um this was in the with joey thomas i believe
0: yeah why yeah, people yeah. buy yeah yeah and um so it's not that there's a certain kind of person although yes i also don't like love working for people that are always trying to bargain with me and you know when I'm doing my sales if I see there's a little um, like gasp at the the pricing that we've come up to with the wall portraits I'll work on creating a package option yes or no but if then people are like well if we took out this and we did that and maybe if we could do that and and I think when we get to the money wise and that level that's a bit of a stretch or at least at a professional pricing level then then there's less of that because they see us as the artist are you picking up what i'm putting down on that
1: yeah i i I am yeah wait are we still on the don't doubt myself stage (laughs) of this
0: Uh, i'm in the creating your dream okay
1: i'll save this for later
0: we're we're creating the dream of people who love what you do, who are willing to spend, who are fun to be around, love photography, trust you, and are drawn to your beautiful, uh, peaceful, luxury space. And I feel that on your website, yeah, and that they're investing two to five thousand dollars, whether it's portraits or weddings, and more. Uh, more is definitely possible um so yeah so that's a vision so far is there any other piece of that in your life that you're like darn I should have ordered that from the chef
1: <laughs> I think honestly I, w- I would also like to be helping other photographers who who wanna who I guess are starting off and kind of wanting to grow like I was once that person like I still am but like Two years ago, I was even more so that person who yeah. had no clue what they were doing and yeah. guidance. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, Donnie, I want you to, like, get comfortable. Put your feet on the floor or if they're up in a chair, get them solid across your whatever. Close your eyes and take a nice deep breath. And then when you hear you blow it out. Okay. And then one more nice breath. Okay, so I want you to see in your mind's eye, as if this is what's around you right now, that you're in this beautiful space, that you feel super comfortable, it's peaceful luxury, you have beautiful wall portraits, you have in the production room, you've got orders in process. Your bank account is looking great. And you've been able to put aside significant uh, savings. Your checking account is, is nice, you know, where you know that you can pay all your bills, you can save, and also you can be having some nice um, reward money for yourself and you're thinking about that you've just had the most wonderful clients and you've got some new sessions on the books and people are loving what you're doing and your marketing you've got that in place and you know how to do those sales like everything is just the way you want it so can you picture that yeah okay so we have it so you can take a breath and Kind of keep that, like still pretend like that's when you open your eyes, that's your world. Okay. Okay. So to have it just the way you want it, what would that do for you?
1: I think it would um, leave me in a place where I'm doing what I love, Mm -hmm. um, but not compromising mine and my family's financial stability.
0: Right. Okay. And what would be the best part?
1: I think the financial stability part.
0: Okay. So why would that be the most important?
1: Because if you don't have financial stability, then you don't have anything. Like you you can't focus on what you're doing. Um, Even the things you love become stressful Mm -hmm. because you're constantly thinking about what am I doing wrong? What do I do differently? Um, There's always that, always that, like always is weight on your shoulders and, and it really doesn't, you know, it's hard to be in the moment when you have this, this constant force pulling on you
0: right right so you could do anything for money so why photography
1: um i, I wish there was like one sentence to, to, to okay. describe that
0: why people photography
1: it's just so powerful yes
0: Mm-hmm. tell me more about that
1: uh, we we connect to people mm-hmm. um in lots of different ways sometimes we see ourselves in those people sometimes um we see who we want to be in those people sometimes it just makes us i don't know dream or inspires Mm -hmm. us and by crafting images you can do all those things you know make people dream inspire people um make people cry make people laugh Mm -hmm. it's very powerful
0: Mm -hmm. which is one of the reasons in-person sales is the best is because we get to hear the laughter and the tears and the, oh, oh and I love that. <laughs> and it, not just for the ego boost, but just that that sharing that joy with them and knowing that you've created something of lasting value.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I can tell from the fact that you're also learning graphic art that you have an artist's soul. Would you say that's a fair?
1: Definitely.
0: So getting to create something beautiful and be around people and celebrate their lives and create lasting memories and get paid well for it. That, is that sounding pretty good?
1: Sounds lovely. <laughs> yeah,
0: <okay. laughs> so um, just a little, I'm going to put a pin in in this for a sec before I ask him the next question is, Oh, and I want to mention earlier that I have a gift for six people. So this is a part of what I call the strategy session that uh I would love to gift six of my listeners who feel like maybe it's time to dig deeper and get those solid visions, learn more of what it is like to be coached by me and potentially consider uh in some fashion letting me support you so if you want to send an email to lucy with an i at LucyDumas.com with a heading of either pick me pick me (laughs) or you know i'd love a strategy session or something and your full name your website uh, a little about yourself i in the so it would be um in the weeks following. Uh, So anyway, just send it to me whenever you're listening to this. And I periodically, like, let's say you're listening to this a year from the first time it was listed. I periodically do strategy sessions. So don't think, oh, that was months ago. That's yeah. But anyway, so we're going to get back to our regularly scheduled program, but I, my coach told me to put offers in the middle of things. So I'm using, (laughs) I'm I'm using my lessons because I'm a lifelong learner. Okay. Hope that didn't throw you off Donnie from your dream. Nope. (laughs) Okay. All right. So we've got this lovely dream of serving clients, doing creative things, connecting with people, getting paid well, bringing joy, having a solid foundation financially for your life and your family. So what do you think could be slowing you down, standing in your way or stopping you from having all of that?
1: I'm much better at this part than the other part.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which is so interesting and, and common, you know, I usually have to uh, kind of pull things out of people uh, in terms of their dreams, but dreams are powerful. Whether they're you're asleep or you know waking dreams are even best okay so what's what's been uh, standing in your way slowing you down or stopping you from this dream
1: I think the first thing which which is quite ironic is not believing in the dream itself is, mm-hmm. is stopping me from the dream yep not believing it's possible you know like right now, I, first of all, I, I've never done a full wedding yet. I, I've done one of um, like a smaller wedding because of COVID. Someone like me, like a friend needed somebody. So I, I did it for them, but I've yet to do a, I guess we'd call your classic pre-COVID wedding, like 200 plus people, mm-hmm. um, like a big production, um, which is quite common in the Jewish community. That's that's the go-to. The big one. weddings. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so... Most of my jobs have been, you know, like family portraits or, or I've done for a few friends, like post-wedding shoots. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been, you know, I guess fairly low-paying jobs. So just based on what I'm making right now, I, I'm like, whoa, that's 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 a really, really big jump to go from where I am now to, from, to a year from now, you know, doing two three weddings a month, mm-hmm. and, you know, and four portrait sessions and making 15 you say fifteen thousand income and then seven in profit. Mm-hmm.
0: So okay. So the first is the lack of knowing that it's possible and how you would get the experience and the the skills that you feel you need uh, to to do those big weddings and to have the everything fall in place okay so what else is slowing you down standing in your way or stopping you from having that dream
1: so i I think this is this is kind of building on what i said previously like the not doing the big weddings and um and not having those skills i think it's less more less of of not thinking i have those skills because i think i I can do it to an extent experience then yeah, it's experience and being able to like go to someone and be like, Hey, you know, I, I I do weddings and I've done, like, I've done a couple of weddings now. And do you want me to do your wedding? Like, as opposed to coming to someone and being like, Hey, I've never done a wedding before, but like, can I do your wedding? Like it only happens once in a lifetime. Like you don't mind. Right. (laughs) Yeah,
0: sure. And there's definitely things that like, let's say you and I were going to work together on a long-term basis. We would get a plan for how, and when you start offering that service. Right. Um, okay. So it's the, ah, a year from now, I, I'm not, uh, I don't know if I'd be fully ready for that. So it's a sort of a doubt in your experience level.
1: And, and if people would be willing to trust me to do their work.
0: Okay. Got it. Okay. What else is slowing you down standing in your way or stopping you from, having it just the way you want it
1: um i think just you know a lot of self-doubt i've always been big in that in that area um just mm-hmm. a lot of like is my work good enough a lot of comparing myself to others um and you know being like oh, compared to them my work is like trash mm-hmm. uh, definitely a lot of that going on
0: i love the expression comparison is the thief of joy yep <laughs> Let that settle it's in. funny
1: because because it- we know it but yet we still do it and we can't sell ourselves. I'm yeah, sure we can't, but it's really hard.
0: I'm going to admit that there are things that people post in Facebook uh, that I think, okay, I'm just selling my equipment. I'm not photographing. There are people <laughs> doing this, so why why should I bother? Like, so I'm I'm in danger of that as well, even after 39 years and making a lot of people happy. Is other people because it's coming from themselves are doing things that are astounding um but then you astound and i astound people too so there okay so comparison self doubt i know you mentioned in your initial um initial notes that you've got a side order of perfectionism was that you
1: yeah that was me <laughs>
0: okay <laughs> and how does that show up
1: i think a lot of it, i think in the self doubt part i think it asked myself can I do this perfectly? And if I can't, or there's a chance I'll fail, I'll be like, "Ah, so I'm, I'm just not going to do it. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. I think that's where that. Uh, What is it? Analysis paralysis? No, that's not. um, Yeah. uh, In
1: a way that's, that's similar, you know?
0: Yeah. 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 Anything else? So there's the lack of experience or, and the, lack of belief that people would trust you the just thinking that is this possible at all um anything else in the way time money support a family definitely
1: i'd say definitely money but that one i'm not so concerned about because i mean there is always like i was talking about before that I need this to work because otherwise then what? Right. Um, so there's like this paradox of holding myself back because I need to do it. Does that make sense? Like, there's always this fear of not of not being able to make it so you don't do certain things, but those certain things can help you move forward.
0: Okay. Uh, I almost think I know. Can you give an example?
1: Sure. Um, like let's say I, I need this pr- certain piece of equipment. Um, but I don't have the budget for it. But if I do purchase it, then maybe it can help me get more jobs. Right. Um, so do I do it? Do I not? Mm-hmm. And then also in like the, in the, I guess, in the more business part of things, like um, I I can purchase this, this software that can help me, you know, do things faster or be more professional and, and those type of things where, you know, I, I feel like it, it could move my, my business forward, but I'm I'm constantly asking myself, should I do the or Should I not? Because of right of that the money concern.
0: Yeah. So, not to like be a shameless uh, plug on this, but the that decision to hire a coach is for most people that say yes, it's a stretch and it's a matter of faith, and it's not like they just happen to have, you know, that money somewhere. Like, okay, sure, I'll I'll uh, empty my cookie jar (laughs) you know it's a it's a leap of faith and what i see is people who feel like they know it would help but they're too afraid to take that risk when i check back a year later they're in the exact same place and the people that take that risk just like you know if a piece of equipment could move you to the next level you know education is, uh, is equipment, you know, it's software (laughs) and then I see people, even just the act of making that decision starts bringing things into play and starts motivating. Like when I decided to take my first week long class and it was a big investment and I had to take out of savings. And at the time I was, I was still, I think I was still collecting unemployment uh from the the job that i'd had and yet that act of making that financial commitment was like okay now i have to get really serious because i need to pay myself back and then some and from doing that that first week long class my career took off so i get exactly what you're saying is that yeah. that should i shouldn't i you know, what are the wise moves? And, uh, and honestly, in our world, a lot of guys, and I don't mean to be sexist on this, but a lot of men who start photography businesses go out of business because they spent too much on equipment. <laughs> and, yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. And I've come to learn that a lot of women, especially who are like newborn and children's photographers, spend too much on props and fabrics and baskets and things like that and not enough on education. So, and I'm sure there's women who buy too much equipment and I'm sure men, there are some that buy too many props and tutus and toys and things. So yeah. Okay. Anything else before I get to the next question? And you're doing great, by the way. Thank thank you for being like taking the risk of like putting it out there and you know, other people are going to listen. And what it's doing, I know is it is helping people be like, I'm right there. I totally get that. And well, probably they can see in you, your success path stronger than in themselves. So.
1: That, honestly, that's what pushed me to do this. Like um, I am very, I don't know if I, if, how I come off on camera or an audio. I've honestly no clue. Um, but I, I really didn't want to do this. Like I'm a very shy person. I'm an introvert, which also makes things hard. Maybe you should put Uh, that on the list too.
0: Okay. (laughs)
1: Introverted. Um, but yeah, I didn't really, didn't want to do this. And I, I, and I, I saw, I heard your request on Ben Hartley's podcast. A week went by, two weeks went by and I was thinking about it. Should I do it? I don't know. She probably already has some in any way. She doesn't really need me. Um, and then I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna write up an email, send you a video of myself and, this is like, you know, I guess in a way, a leap of faith a little bit and, and whatever mm-hmm. happens happens.
0: Yeah. And, uh, and so was it a little motivating, like, and maybe it'll help other people.
1: Exactly. And like, yeah. do, right. like I have all these questions and, and these problems that I can imagine that other people in my position have, and they don't have anyone to answer these questions. You know, they, they mm-hmm. feel alone. Like I, I feel like almost like lost right now. And, and I think they, they can gain so much from just kind of resonating with it, you know, mm-hmm. with the problems that I have and, and hopefully I'll uh, fix those and, yeah. and grow.
0: So how are you feeling so far? Just having this kind of conversation.
1: I'm feeling a little less skeptical about, about actually being a successful and profitable photographer.
0: Awesome. Yeah. My work is done here. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what's the worst part of the challenges,
1: all of them. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's the experience part for sure. Because, mm-hmm. um, and this is, I think a problem and problem everywhere, not only in photography specifically, and I definitely face this in in graphic design as well. Um, people don't trust you unless you have experience. You know, it's, it's very hard to get people to kind of put their faith in you when Mm -hmm. they, when you can't tell them, listen, I've been doing this for years or not even years. I've been doing this for, I have done 10 weddings. I've done five weddings, something. It's Mm -hmm. very hard to get people to trust in you. And, and and then you never ever get that chance to, to show people that you're, you're worth something and that, and that you can produce, you know, amazing stuff. So there's like this, this catch 22 where Hey, you need experience. Um, Um, I don't have experience. You can't get experience by working for me. And then there's just this constant need of experience, but not having experience.
0: Right. You want me to tell you a secret? Sure. In this business, that's not absolutely true.
1: Okay. Go on. I'm intrigued.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So one of my clients who, um, and I'm sure he'd be happy. Ooh, I should interview him. Um, Sean Pushore, he had um, it, he we worked on him getting back excited about photography, and then he wanted to rebuild his business, a business from scratch. So I helped him pick a specialty. I gave him photography assignments. I critiqued those at the same time, I taught him my sales system and We thought up some marketing ideas and he did the work, did the work, did the work with no background, no experience. And then his very first sale was $2,000. It would have been 4,000, but we hadn't gotten to the point of how to close a sale. (laughs) So he didn't know that he needed to like total it up and tell her how much it was and get a deposit. And the people weren't asking, you know, how much experience do you have? They saw the work. They they loved the experience of being photographed by him. And they were thrilled to buy like three large portraits and about a dozen smalls. Um, so yeah, they didn't ask him. And also, I know people who, okay, still want to stay with you. But there's a, a young, well, he was, anyway, a guy who'd had a lot of successful business experience in the past, but wasn't a photographer. And he decided he was going to be a professional photographer and he learned how to do it. And he uh, set up a studio in the most expensive, but best demographic place in San Diego, big wall portraits, beautiful decor, great uh, graphics, words, everything. And within a year People were flying him to Europe to do their weddings. So, whoa, right? (laughs) So that the moral of the story is it's really understandable to think that. But in this industry, when we come across as professional and we only take on assignments, we know we can do.
1: Um. See, but yeah. I think I think that's you mentioned um come off as professional. I think a lot of photographers like are coming from places of self-doubt think that they don't come off as professional or that they aren't professional, quote unquote, enough. Right. Cause there's no there's no like knowing to be like, yeah, you're a professional, like you're certified. Like that that doesn't, <laughs> right. it doesn't work that way. It's not, it's not like you go yeah. to college, you have a degree. Exactly. you don't, you don't have a diploma. So what are we basing our work off of our own opinion, other people's opinions? Some people like it, some people don't. So then where are we left right. off?
0: Yeah, so we're left with, have we attracted clients who know, like, and trust us? And that's a, you know, like, that's a big part of my teaching. You probably heard me say, we position ourselves as the trusted advisor. So anyway, but I want to stay with, so the worst for you right now is, a, the lack of experience and the kind of belief that it's going to be hard to get people to uh, hire you, yeah, and, and without being able to say that you've done X amount of portraits or X amount of weddings or bar mitzvahs and such, yeah, exactly. Okay, and so if you could turn these objections around and be flowing freely towards your goals. So you've got the knowledge you need, you've, you've gotten enough, either enough experience in the areas and knowledge of what to do, or um, anyway, somehow you've got that confidence. You've got the studio, you've got the graphics, you're attracting your ideal clients, that self-doubt, you've kind of got that managed. <laughs> You're not letting perfectionism paralyze you, but but uh, kind of turning it into a belief in excellence and uh, all that. So picturing that, what would, if all these challenges are handled, what would that do for you?
1: Um, <laughs> I'd be a better person. <laughs> mm-hmm. I Yeah, I think um, those things are, are what are holding me back from being the best person that I can, the best photographer that I can. So mm-hmm. I think if I get a handle on those, then I can um, kind of almost leave all that behind and, and really just um, focus on what I can keep on doing, how I can keep helping people, Um and just get better and better at that, as mm-hmm. opposed to uh, you know holding myself back.
0: Right. So, why would being a better person and not holding yourself back be uh, the best part?
1: Um. Just like financial stability, it's it's uh, it's like a foundation. Once you once you mm-hmm. have the foundation of being a, just a better and healthier person in general, I think it allows you to connect with people better. You know, Mm -hmm. photography is about connecting with people. It's about, you know, making other people feel comfortable, other people um, feel happy. So if you can master that, then you've mastered a big part of life and
0: photography. Yes. And something I've probably said dozens of times is what I love about self-employment. And I think, what you just said about photography is connecting with people. I think particularly being an entrepreneur in the creative space and a photographer, it grows us as people. And as we grow as people, our business is more successful. And then there's new challenges. And, you know, then we grow from there and that it's all like, um, have you ever seen those, is it a monkey? There's this little the cheap little game thing that it's like two sticks with strings and like a monkey's on the bottom, and as you squeeze them, it goes up, 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 up. Do you know what I'm talking about?
1: Um, I don't think so.
0: <laughs> okay. So it's just a little toy. Okay. And okay. as you squeeze the sticks together, the monkey climbs the string up to the top. And I think of it like that. It's like business improvement. Life skill improvement. Life skill improvement. Now business is up, and and it just goes up and up. And it's you know, all these years, I'm still growing, mm-hmm. and like there's a never ending uh, joy to take on something that your heart is calling you to, and that will benefit the world, and give you a sense of kind of personal and financial freedom some things that a lot of people love about this is that we get to set our own hours. We get to give ourselves raises by, you know, charging more or doing things better or improving in some area, you know, it's a self-determined life. And for some of us, that's, it would be hard to be, you know, punching a clock working for somebody else doing something that isn't our passion. So, yeah. So, Donnie, what have you found most valuable about this conversation so far?
1: Um, I think just separate, you know, I think separating the two that what I, what's my dream, what's my ideal, and then taking all the objections out of that. And then kind of once I have the dream and where I want to be in place, Mm -hmm. then focusing on the objections. Mm hmm. And then having having everything organized in that way, and and the specific things, I think that that was really helpful.
0: Great, having kind of focused on the the big picture of where you're going, and then sorting out what some of those either realities or beliefs that might be in the way kind of give you uh, kind of I don't know things you can work on or awareness that that those are that those aren't don't have to stop you am i right was that a pretty good summary
1: Uh, that's a perfect summary
0: (laughs) good good well that's i i love to try to listen and then figure out you know what's underneath that so yeah um okay so donnie first of all i have to say that i now fully believe in you and your ability to do this. You have such a clear, bright personality and um, kind of, I get a sense there's a creative intelligence. Uh, I I don't know why that word came to mind, but um, I think people are easily drawn to you and comfortable around you
1: really? (laughs) Yes. Yes. I was, as soon as
0: we started uh, talking when we were on video and that nice warm smile and how easily you share who you are, that is so helpful in this business and introvert, extrovert, you know, sometimes, so I'm kind of a shy extrovert or an extrovert that likes a lot of alone time (laughs) Uh, so you know labels are labels but i found that the extroverted extrovert can sometimes put on a great show but people don't feel seen and heard by them right so it's not necessarily a disadvantage to be someone that say warms up more slowly to people or isn't comfortable being center stage you know doing somersaults and telling jokes or, you know, impressing whatever it is. And,
1: right.
0: and that a lot of very successful people in our industry would say that they are, are more on the introvert side. Um, as long as it doesn't, what's it right? Like paralyze you from taking action. You know, it's one thing to be uncomfortable making phone calls. It's another to not make any of them because you're, you're, you know, so phobic that you really need to like get a counselor to (laughs) work on those fear of telephone issues or something. I don't know. I'm just babbling, but anyway, so how does it feel to hear that?
1: Good, but obviously I'm questioning myself and <laughs> I don't know, you know, uh, like I, I don't I don't remember where I heard this, but I, I listened to a lot of hot podcasts <laughs> mm-hmm. um, over the years. Um, there was some marketing podcast that I listened to, something or other, um, and the person and and the, the host said um, that you know you, you kind of have to be able to to to, to thrive without having external affirmation because. Because otherwise, you know, once someone like affirms what you're doing and says, hey, you're doing a great job, you're a great person, then the minute later you feel bad about yourself, right? Then then what's affirmation worth? So you have to mm-hmm. be able to thrive on your own affirmation mm-hmm. and you and that you know that you're a good person doing what's right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of have that problem where someone be like, hey, you're a great guy, you're doing great work. And then a minute later, I'll be like, um, okay, you know, it's nice yeah. to hear, but is that really the case? You know?
0: Yeah. So I think, um, because I appreciate, like, if someone is unhappy with us, we don't want that to take us down and think it means everything about us. And if somebody thinks we're the greatest, it isn't really the truth either. There's, I don't know if it's Buddhism or Taoism or something, but that principle of we are what we are and what people say to us positive and not so great doesn't, isn't really the truth with the capital T, but at the same time, we all need encouragement. We all, you know, that, that's what I love about the in-person sales is that when I show them the work and they have genuine positive reactions, it's a really good feeling to have, and, and it boosts my confidence. So, um, yeah, it, I, I agree to an extent, but at the same time, people that, that um, like one of the assignments that I do when I'm coaching people is um, if we're doing the branding piece, it's not just about, oh, let's figure out a logo design, which I'm not a designer, so we have to you know, hand the actual piece off. So but we do, some exploring of colors and textures and communicating with all that. But I also give an assignment for people to uh, get feedback from friends about what they appreciate about them so that you get that clear picture of who you are in the world and what makes you magnetic because you're one of a kind. So, um, yeah, anyway, so I see great things for you, Donnie, in a big way. I think Me you too. have all the potential in the world. Okay, so, gosh, I hope that was valuable. I know it was actually, I'm not I'm not gonna hope. I know that uh, this might be an episode that impacts some people more than any of the hundred and six or seven that we've already done because getting a glimpse into what is pretty much how a lot of people feel, um, I think can be very affirming. And um, I, I, I would put money that if we check back with Donnie in five years, uh, he's gonna be thrilled with where his business is. That's my, that's my prediction. So just a reminder of my special offer which is I have six slots available, no charge for strategy sessions, just like what I just did. Um, And if you feel like you're ready to either, you know, it's not a commitment to hire me as a coach, but if you're like, gosh, I might need some help and I'd like to see what it's like, then send me an email with a catchy heading, you know, pick me, pick me, or, you know, I'd love your strategy session and, you know, with your full name and contact info and a little about yourself and whether you're listening to this, the month that this comes out or later, um, every month I do, or every, at least every quarter, I make some spots available. For these kinds of calls, so go for that, and um, hope you have a great week whenever you're listening to this, and just know that um, you can do this, whatever it is you're dreaming of, getting that dream super clear, uh, yeah, and then taking it from there. I don't know. Anyway, I know you can do this. Uh, Donnie, is there any last thing you'd like to share, or? an inspiration or something else that came from this? Like, I want to give you kind of a last word.
1: Um, yeah, I'd say just, you know, keep trying and don't be afraid to try new things or, or things that, that are holding you back. You know, a lot of times, it's the things that are holding you back that um, once you take that leap of faith, um, those are the things that propel you forward the most. So, like Lucy said, you know, just whatever you're do, whatever you're doing now, you can get through it and you can make it happen.
0: Yeah. So uh, you remember that, Donnie? Because <laughs> I say we're preaching to the choir. No, easier, no. Sa-
1: easier said than done, you know. Exactly. exactly. Mining but- yes. Great.
0: Well, thank you for saying yes to this. And uh, for my listeners, if you would like to be in the hot seat and a live guest you can let me know on that as well Um, because I I have a feeling this is going to be a really supportive episode and hopefully have impact on Donnie uh, that has reverberations long into the future so thanks for tuning in and I will see y'all next time and thank you Donnie thank you Lucy